0: And welcome to episode number seventy-two of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host Dan, and I'm joined here by Allie. Hello,
1: Bara.
2: Hey, everybody,
1: and Tristan. Funimation just dropped the best anime of the season, but I'm not bitter; just a little nettled.
2: Wait, wait, <laughs> wait! What, what what did they drop?
1: Oh no, we're not going to talk about it on this cast. We'll talk about it after. All right. Okay. It's okay. too degenerate, even even for this cast.
3: Fuck. <laughs> what we are going to talk about today
0: <laughs> episode number 72 on this superb owl sunday is uh the witcher season one on netflix um tv series based on the um novels by andre Sapkowski and uh the witcher games uh by cd Projekt red so um this is i guess netflix's answer to game of thrones Um uh, Sort of high fantasy ish tale of and magic it's and...
3: better
2: <laughs> it, i don't well, know where i was going with that at least thrones, and
4: then things happened
2: let's let's be yep. real here like this show is good but uh it's and the last season of game of thrones was an abomination okay the the six season six from season four on there were some serious problems with game of thrones to say the yeah. least just from a narrative perspective but um, The Witcher is promising and enjoyable, but it's it's at least for me, it's it's not up at Game of Thrones level yet, despite having a damn catchy fucking song. If if you I think want... it's
4: just for me, I'm just excited to watch something new, and I just feel like I got so tired of Game of Thrones.
2: Well, Game of, if, of if Thrones ended know... terribly. It, it was terrible. If you guys wanna
1: know uh how much Thunder from Game of Thrones the witcher has stolen the subreddit r slash free folk is now a witcher subreddit
2: wait really free folk <laughs> is a witcher yes. subreddit now are you kidding me basically yes I mean again Amazing. that's not terribly surprising <laughs> and and for the record when I say it's not as good as game of thrones this is far better than game of thrones season 6 by a country fucking mile. I I oh, yeah. I enjoyed this season. I did not like season six, and that's not even just from a fanboy perspective. That's from a just general enjoyment of watching a fantasy show. Like if you gave me season six in a vacuum and you gave me this in a vacuum, this this wins hands down. Even though this probably has one of the weakest and opening episodes of any oh, show God. I've ever seen. Yeah, what yeah, a that, terrible that episode!
1: That it first was episode was so is... bad. It is not good. But we'll get I, I to that. literally...
2: I, I, I don't... It's funny because, you know, art is subjective. But... I, it's but pretty this much is objectively been, better. No, it's just been nearly universal. People who I talk to be like, yeah, that first episode was not good. And this is no. like people who like the show, including me. And people who like it more than me. But, like, it's just like, if, if you enjoy the show... You don't like the first episode. I don't know anybody who liked the first episode.
1: It's yep. so bad. All right. All right. Yeah. We should um, We should probably do a proper introduction. We hey, Dan. Should, we should what back are it people up. listening to? What is what? What are people listening to?
0: Oh, we're listening to the spoiler cast. Uh, so, this is the uh, cast where we talk about uh, either a game, a movie, or a TV series uh, that we've been enjoying. And basically. Um, spoil the crap out of it so we're um, discussing it in depth um, talking through the beginning to the end and what our thoughts
1: yeah um, and and heads up there may be spoilers for which are storylines beyond this first season
0: yeah that's a good point uh because some of us have either well actually that's let's let's go around the room and i'll go backwards from how i introduced but Tristan, have you like what? What is your experience? What's your Witcher exposure prior to the series?
1: So, I have watched the entire series. Yeah, uh, I have played part of Witcher three mm-hmm. because holy crap, that game is huge. Um, and I have tangential knowledge of the events of the first and second
2: games. Got it. Bara, uh, I have just watch the season, the series and I've also like seen clips of uh, of the video game on like YouTube and stuff for like little like story segments and stuff although because I've heard so many good things about The Witcher I've avoided like just doing a watch through of all the cutscenes because like I've done that with sub games I'm interested in but I like The Witcher 3 enough that I've wanted to uh, or I've heard The Witcher 3 is good enough and such an experience that I've wanted to actually uh, go through it as a game
0: uh,
4: Allie, how about you? Um, I'm basically the same as Tristan. The one I've played the most of, actually, is the first one. Oh, uh, okay. With the, you know, the totally tasteful sex cards.
2: The first one has the sex cards? Yeah, yeah. If
4: you have sex with some characters, you get a collectible card. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gotta catch them all. No, Look, no, I, I, I remember hearing about this, but I have a very important question for you, Allie.
1: Yeah,
2: how many sex cards did you collect?
4: I don't remember how many there are in the game. It's also like, <laughs> I haven't played that game in so long. Fair My call. first exposure was watching Ben play it and him going, Oh, I got a card for sleeping with this caricature. And
2: I'm like, <laughs> What? Uh, um, that's a, that's um, an and, like,
4: unfortunate combination. Here, yeah, and some here and there knowledge of the books. Like, I've read, like, half of the first one. Oh, okay. And it's like. This is something we can get into more, but I'd just like to point out, it's really funny to me that as good as these books are and how much people like them, the show and the game, and I like to think especially the show, at least in my opinion, by miles and miles has way more respect for women as characters. Yeah. Because in the books, they're like, like, you know, at least at the start. They're like kind of dicks or like dumb assholes. Like, like there's no like nice nuance to most of the female characters in the books. Which isn't to say they're bad. It's just I really, really appreciate how the games and especially the show went into a lot of the female characters, and I think that is really due in part to the fact that the uh, that a lot of the women involved in the show are like higher up. Like I think the showrunner is a woman. I'm forgetting her name and the writing and all that good stuff so like no know, no shade on the author of the books but like i hope going forward you can write women a little better
0: yeah the um the creator of the show is lauren schmidt
4: thank you um, that's that's yeah. what i was even watching an interview with her earlier yeah, to yeah. get to get ready for this too
0: and by the way i only know that information because i just looked all of it up before before we met but <laughs> good job i have it uh so, Allie, um, you played the first game and read some of the first book. Is that really where the storyline of the first season also occurs in the same?
4: In the spot? books, yeah. So yeah. the thing that's important to remember with the show is, like, there is stuff from... Well, not stuff from the games, necessarily, but, like, it's right. very heavily book-based. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if you've only played The Witcher 3, I don't think you're going to be lost, because there are, like some elements from that first book that get pulled into The Witcher 3 like the the story about the genie that's from yeah. the books like yeah. pretty early on and i think that's a quest that they added in The Witcher 3. Okay, so, so The they... Witcher 3 like the Witcher games get a little funky with the timeline cuz that's like the first time Yennefer and Geralt meet.
0: Got it. So they they most of the episodes of the show that are taken direct from tales from either the game or the probably the novel yeah the novels okay
4: it's like it again it's very heavily booked based if you're looking for like a one-to-one comparison book and show are very closely yeah. intertwined yeah. that isn't to say it's like perfectly doing every single thing from the book but it's well, in, again it's interesting that they do so much like detail and drawing from the source material while also adding upon it being like well, Yennefer is not just a bitch like she's actually an interesting cool character right. and cannot just be boiled down to she's a bitch
1: yeah there are also some some very uh there, there are also some homages to especially Witcher 3 um like for example we get the scene of Geralt in the, in the bath which is how Witcher 3 starts um and yeah, Henry that's Campbell, the, that's the big one I was thinking of. And Henry Cavill Campbell, Campbell has said that he wanted to be able to put his feet up, like the like the video game cutscene starts with, but he couldn't because the tub they got was the wrong size.
3: Oh, no! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe that's why we have two tub scenes with him then, because there's the one of him in Yennefer's place, and then the one of Yaskier uh, being like, you know, talking about touching his butt. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so maybe maybe let's start with talking through some of the characters and how you felt about the performances. We've I thought menaced. you were gonna say let's talk about girls, but uh, we can do that too. I mean, I think that's gonna be part and parcel with our conversation about Henry Cavill, um, in in the show. But uh, like, I guess I'll just whoever wants to go, I'll throw it up, I'll throw the, the basketball up there and somebody go at it. The um, what did you think about the performances? Who were some of your favorites? Who maybe did you not like so much? And yeah,
2: hey, so. For me, what I thought was what's kind of interesting to me about the backstory of the Witcher show, and also in terms of like the show in general, is really you know like apparently Henry Cavill really really likes wanted this role, and mm-hmm. Henry Cavill really enjoys the games and enjoys video games and such in general. Like it's a it's kind of a fat it's a fascinating thing when you're like when you're seeing a uh, a guy. Like, like Cavill, who's like, kind of like your stereotypical action hero-y type uh, looking actor who is like also just like such a genuine fan. And I guess that makes sense because everybody plays video games, no matter what you look like and stuff. But um, it is interesting that a guy who can pull off the physicality and especially the uh, the grunts of Geralt, I mean, his, his non-verbals are amazing. Uh, and <sighs> for those who... Yes, exactly. For those who haven't seen it, a lot of... Geralt's uh, uh, Cavill's acting which he said really is like just like just like this, like, and saying fuck a lot yeah. and fuck fuck <laughs> so, so uh, but I, I wanna... thought he was very I thought he was very good but before we uh, before I switch it off I will say that, that um, to me what carries this show even though she's not in every uh, episode is actually Jennifer. Yennefer um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have watched after that first terrible episode, which we will get into, if the second episode had it been this um had it introduced Yennefer, and if the actress playing her hadn't totally killed it, and and yeah, it's like essentially every th- like things are good at this, but like the the Yennefer stuff is is excellent and definitely. Uh, is what and her performance with the the actress uh i think this may be your like first big thing because she's only like 23. um yeah but i
4: i i feel like you're correct Mm -hmm. about that i'll have to look Uh, look that
2: up i do yeah but yeah so that was my main that was my main those are my main two things cavill is it's interesting that he's that he's coming to this as a fan and it's cool how he seems to totally embody everything i've like seen so far about from like the witcher games and also the lady who plays Yedifer has just been... She's dynamite.
1: So I just want to jump in really quick. Um, so Henry Cavill is a fan of the game series. He's a confirmed gamer. His preferred platform is PC. And we know he kept his Geralt costume.
2: <laughs> after filming that.
4: He actually, in the, um, the little video I was watching earlier, they talked about how he would wear his costume everywhere, including... When he would eat and when he would take naps. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Also, um, he did. Um, Tristan, you might know this off the top of your head, but he did voice coaching work with the voice actor for Geralt from
1: the games. Yep, and he talked to the author, and got input from the author as well on Geralt's character. So he, had, and not just the American voice actor, but I believe he also. Uh, spoke to the original Polish voice actor for the games, for Geralt The Polish
4: voice actor actually does the dub, the Polish dub for Netflix. Huzzah!
2: Really? That's so cool. Yes. And he
4: actually um, okay, slight correction. The Polish actor for the first live action The Witcher series that aired in Poland does the dub voice for the Netflix Polish dub.
1: Oh, not the video game voice. No,
4: not the video game one. But the guy who did the they call it uh it's called the Hexer in Poland. Mm-hmm. It's um like from two thousand four or something like that, and it's a Polish live action
1: show. Yeah, it's not as good. Not good. Yeah.
4: Well it not also as had, good.
1: It also had a drastically smaller budget.
4: Yeah, completely. Yeah, but yeah, completely. so that's another fun fact for the day.
2: Oh, in terms of fun facts, I just did looked up the Wikipedia for Anya Charlotra, I believe, is how you pronounce her name. She's the uh, she's the gu- lady who plays Yetifer. She's she did like some stuff uh, for for BBC uh, like the show Wanderlust and a- the ABC Murders in 2018, and then she was the voice actor for um, a computer animated science fiction web television series called Sherwood mm-hmm. in 2019. But this is huh. very much the be- she's very much at the beginning of her career. Yeah.
1: Um, as for character interactions, I, for me, what, Jennifer was great, and I loved that they actually gave her story and backstory, like, proper gravitas and attention, mm. um, but what kept me coming back week after week was just the buddy cop duo of Geralt and Yasker.
4: Those two were so
2: fun together. That was a true, that was a love story right there, um... <laughs>
4: Yep, Geralt has two hands.
2: That's <laughs> awesome. one for
1: Yaskier, one for Yennefer. Aww.
2: <laughs> so I'm so
1: I'm Yennefer of Vengerberg. This is my boyfriend Geralt, and this is his boyfriend Yaskier.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh! Yeah.
4: How much- I'm really glad that most people who've watched this show have come to that agreement as well. Because it's like, yes, Yaskier like loves women, but he also just really loves Geralt, like. <laughs>
2: I, Come on! Clearly, also, I mean, have I, 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 there must be a, an absurd amount of fanfic around that supposition at this point? I would not be surprised.
1: I have not gone looking for it, Allie. For what? The, 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 I mean, the, it's all
4: over Twitter. It's, like just, <laughs> it's on my Twitter timeline. I don't have to look for it. It's just there. <laughs>
2: Yeah. If you're not
4: following Incorrect Witcher on Twitter, you need to fix that. (laughs) It's uh, at INC Witcher and it's just incorrect the Witcher quotes, also memes and art.
2: Perfect. Oh, oh, wow. I'm on it. I'm on it right now. Oh my gosh, (laughs) and the background of it is him with his boyfriend Yaskir, staring off into the distance. (laughs) Yep. Um.
0: I really like um, the complexity of the story, I guess, with, with Yennefer and her character. Um, it was probably my favorite part of the season, two. Um, only because I know that there's more to it later in the story. I wish they did more with Triss, I guess. Yes. Mm. Um, but I,
1: well, but she's I a...
0: also would understand that if you didn't know about that relationship, that you may not really think much of it right. if you're watching the show. But...
1: Now, Mm. to be fair, that mainly happens in the second Witcher game, and I guess where those books take place. And to be fair, Geralt had amnesia throughout that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I I do feel that the character of Triss was underutilized in this season, considering she becomes kind of an important character later on. Right. Like... My my also, guess is just that all the my my guess is just that the showrunners are just uh, Geralt Yennefer, ex Jennifer fans more than they are Geralt X Triss fans.
4: I mean I think it also it, we're gonna see more of Triss in season two. Oh yeah
3: yeah,
1: way way
4: more. Also, which I'm gonna that? be that person. Oh, I fuck all y'all that hate on the casting for Yennefer, for Triss and the casting for Fringella. You're just racist. Sorry to tell you, honey, but you're just racist.
2: Wait, wait, wait. So, but but I I did. I mean, I don't hate the casting, but I I would have liked to see a love a, a pretty redhead in the show. I guess that's that. Wrong? You could have
4: had Tris be a redhead. She could <laughs> still be black and
2: a redhead. Yeah. Oh, that People also are just racist. Oh no, that also would have worked. My my main thing is I just want red hair. So yeah, go. It's it's that, that... weird to me
1: because they go to such a length. To make sure Geralt, Ciri, and Yennefer all look like they do in the games. But then don't do that for, like, the other main character. The other main female character in the series. Like, they go to all this trouble for these three. But not this. It, that's just weird to me. Like, I'm sure she, like, I felt she did a great job in the scene she was in. I wish there was more of her and more characterization of her right now. I know we'll get that in season two. And fun fact: Season two has just gone into, I believe, pre-production this month.
3: Or it Yay! Into production this month. Yay!
0: Yep, they got to do that. They got to do that thing where they um, make like three seasons of a show and then cancel it. So they got to no! get moving. No. <laughs>
2: well, Wait, what, 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 about... are you refer- what are you referring to, Dan?
0: It just—it just seems to be the mo of like a Netflix to release a series that's really popular for a few seasons and then the moment that loses even a little bit of its popularity just pull it and pull it immediately i'm I'm trying to so
2: so i so which which netflix series are are you referring to so i know not to because like the one like i'm kind of basic when it comes to my netflix i mean they haven't canceled stranger things yet thank goodness um and trying to think a lot of the stuff i do end up watching on netflix is stuff that was imported from network
3: yeah
1: I was, Took and birdie. I, I, was, I was actually thinking about that earlier and I, I kind of came to the idea that uh The Witcher is a series that they could end like without having to actually wrap up everything because the storyline is continued in so many other forms of media. You know, it's not like it's not like Game of Thrones where it's like, "Oh god, we've got to wrap this up" and you know, there's no actual canon ending, so we just have to pull it out of our ass. It's, like, like they could get to a point... Heck, they could get up to the point where, like, The Witcher 2 ends, the game ends. And people would be okay with that because you've got such a great, like, jumping-off point afterwards with the games or the rest of the books. Because I don't think the books have ended, have they? No, right? they haven't. They haven't. Um, so I, I, think, I think The Witcher is one of those series that they could sort of like wrap up neatly without having to tie everything together necessarily because there's so much more story that you can experience
2: yeah I mean I think that it is uh yeah I, I I do think that this is one of the things though where Netflix that, that this is like a prestige show for Netflix where they may want mm-hmm. to actually like end it uh, especially I hadn't really thought of this before but you know we talked about how Game of Thrones really ended terribly and you know maybe Netflix there is a possibility especially since Wheel of Time is going to come out and such, etc that Netflix wants to you know just like throw it down and when they close this like make this is like a well remembered thing that's revisited uh because, I mean, I think the biggest pro issue that that ending of Game of Thrones has had for its legacy is that, like, I do think a lot of people are not going to want to actually revisit it. Because they're, the beginnings of it are great, but the ending is so awful, and, yeah. And, then, and it's basically gone to people who were and are huge fans of the series in general, just, like, waiting to see, like, George R. R. Martin, can you, like, please give us the actual ending of this thing? Whereas is that you know? I can
4: com- I completely agree.
2: Yeah, uh, where's it gonna... doesn't
4: it's not something I think a lot of people are gonna go back and watch it, or if they're gonna go back and watch, they're gonna stop after season four.
2: Yeah, know? exactly. You're
4: gonna be like, and we're done.
2: Exactly, yeah, I, exactly. I,
1: I... Yeah, to my point, I think what I'm trying to say is that The Witcher seems like a series that Netflix could end without having to quote unquote end the series. You know? Right you could There's, just end it gracefully, right? Right. And be or end it without having to say fully explore every last drop of the source material. Well, necessarily because you've got so much out there. Well, they're they're moving through
0: things pretty quickly, so like this one season of only 8 episodes covers quite a bit. It feels like um,
4: it's like 70 years <laughs> of history in the continent.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, like and and I maybe this is a good time to start with like the beginnings of this of the season or the series where it goes through so much in that first episode yeah. that you leave with your head spinning about you know and one one of the interesting things they do is they travel back and forth through time yep. a lot but they don't really tell you that for the first episode so no. I think it lends a bit more to the confusion.
1: This is a series where you really have to be paying attention. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love
4: that about it though. Like to me, yeah. it felt really nice to just sit down and watch it and not be like feeling like my hand was being held by the showrunners. Like, we're gonna drop you into this thing and it's gonna be kinda confusing, especially if you are approaching this with no prior knowledge, but like, trust me, the payoff is worth it. And like even yeah. though I knew all the basic plot beats and what was gonna happen, it was still so fucking worth it for that moment in the last episode when Ciri
1: and Geralt finally meet. Oh, uh, when, when, yeah. So, so for those of you who are, who have tried to watch this and have gone confused, there are three points of view. You've got Geralt's, Yennefer's, and Ciri's. Yennefer's is the furthest one back chronologically Geralt is in the middle, and series is the latest. It's a kind of a good rule of thumb. Yep. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, so we're talking about first episode. Uh, well, uh, officially now, right? Like, we
0: can talk about whatever we want. I we, uh,
2: no, because because I definitely want to weigh weigh in on this. Um, because I don't know if we're still tiptoeing around it. Ah. So the time jumping was really confusing in the first episode for sure. Uh, but not only that, it's just like what's actually happening in the Siri portion is very confusing. Like you don't really get like what are the stakes about this country that's invading them? Um, why you know like who? What is this city? Is like even the what is the city that is being sacked in terms of its identity? Re- you don't get. A ton of detail about like, ma uh, about grandpa and her uh, grandma uh, about grandma and uh, and her pirate lover boyfriend. Although, that was a little better. And yeah, and then you also have like just like she also has random screamy powers. It was, it was just, it, it, it it you didn't really have a sense of any of the individual things really like what the stakes were and what was happening. At least for the series stuff, and then the other thing that made it made it weird was when it was jumping back and forth. Was the Geralt story? I felt was supremely unsatisfying. You essentially had this guy who murdered multiple women because he felt a prophecy was happening, and then you have this woman who doesn't like this guy who's murdered. To establish wizards or dicks. Yeah, and Geralt's like, yeah, but you should walk away because that's the right thing to do. And if you don't walk away, I'm going to kill you for trying to kill this murder dick. And then he ends up have, being, like, kind of, sort of forced into a fight and then kills her. And then, like, he's pelted with, with like, with dung or stones when he leaves. But it's just like... I, I felt that it was a kind of a weird and weak choice as it was. And his whole thing... Of like, oh, I sympathize with you, but you can't do this thing. Even though this guy is a murdering asshole. Um, that it, it it wasn't a satisfying setup, period. And then he made the choice of killing her that I felt was the most dissatisfying. So it was confusing in the one sex- section, dissatisfying in the other. And just really... And, and just put together... And it's, it's a two, together in terms of like those two sections pretty poorly. Yeah.
4: Do you think it would have worked better if instead of pairing off going between Geralt's story and like I understand like going between Geralt's story and Ciri's story, even though like on a rewatch that episode is a lot lot better i uh, will tell I, you that right now i haven't seen it I, on the
2: rewatch it might i could definitely uh, do see do a that.
4: rewatch it's amazing like i kid you not i watched the first season in like one day and then a week later was like okay to my fiance we're gonna watch this now yeah. <laughs> even though i watched it like a week ago i think but um what i was getting to is do you think that would have worked better if you had paired off geralt's story in the first episode with Renfrey with the beginning of Yennefer's timeline as opposed to the beginning of the timeline with Siri. I'm
0: not I, sure. I, th- I think so. I think so, and I think it's I, I I think so because it felt to me, other than the first episode, which establishes some of Gural- you know, Geralt's plot, a lot of the Geralt content throughout the season to me felt a bit more fillerish, mm-hmm. Like it was more in service of Siri, Siri story, and then yeah. later when Yennefer joins along, you know, or uh, meets with him, it's more about like his perspective on those characters, and a lot of his a lot of the content felt almost sitcomish. Like, okay, this on this week's episode, Geralt <laughs> is fight it, going to fight a dragon, and on this week's episode, blah 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 blah, and then in some of those he meets up with the other characters. So I, all all that's to say, like. Maybe starting earlier with the more complex stories of Yennefer, and maybe doing a bit more, Siri would have been helpful.
1: I think, yeah, I, I think what would, would have been really helpful in the first episode um, to kind of explain Geralt's stance in that whole fiasco uh, would have been if they had talked a bit more about sort of the Witcher code and sort mm-hmm. of the restrictions they have on. The jobs that they take and sort of and sort of their responsibility when someone approaches them with a job like because the, the whole thing is that the witchers they can't work for free but if you offer them coin for the job and it's enough they are obligated to assist and the problem is that the wizard got to Geralt before Renfrey did.
0: Oh, by the way, I don't know. I, I in researching the season, I found this out. So Stregobor, that that actor is Mads Mikkelsen's brother.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: <laughs> it's Lars Mikkelsen. Huh. <laughs> As an interesting little tidbit, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um yeah no i I agree and i mean i I think honestly bear i think you put it gracefully like that that's the what you said about that whole situation in the first episode i would just say ditto to that from my Mm -hmm. from my perspective
1: it it does feel like this is something that happens in the books it's an important kind of event that establishes that it, it establishes Geralt as Like, like, it give it makes him infamous in the books. Mm-hmm. Like, he is he always carries with him that sort of the butcher of Blaviken is always sort of carried with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like they're like, okay, we have to include this because it's something that always follows him around. So we might as well kind of just put it in and get it over with.
3: Right.
4: Yeah. And I mean, it's also, I, I think somebody, I think this was mentioned before, like, it's important to set up Geralt and Ciri's connection. So I think you, even though I think there could have, this episode could have been done differently, I think you still need that element of Renfrey being like, you know, the girl in the woods is always with you. By the mm-hmm. way, that person
1: is Siri, but we don't know that yet. But right. she's being shown in this episode
4: for a reason.
1: Right. I mean, and also the fact that Geralt winds up entangled with a surprisingly large number of princesses <laughs> throughout yeah. his
3: career that's
4: that's the other thing too is like you have this parallel of people who are princesses Renfrey being you know somebody who has had everything taken away from her and she never really got to live like a normal life of a royal whereas Ciri did and now we're seeing that all getting taken away from her in the present day and there's so- the
1: Striga who never, who was never given it in the first place?
4: Yeah. Well, the streak is in episode three. Yeah. Which I I want to. I'm sure we'll get to it, but let me just say that's my favorite episode out of the entire season. I think it's mine too. It's I agree. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That. It's
1: it's a it's a fantasy noir episode where you know hard boiled fantasy detective Geralt has to uncover the clues and and. I, it it feels a lot like a side quest from the games. Yeah, you know, you get to the place, you meet the people, you have to figure out what the monster is, and how to beat it, and then you have the showdown with the monster.
2: I I, think I feel like fi- it is a
4: side quest in the games. So uh, I, yeah, I
2: I think it's actually the opener for Witcher Two. I I think I that I, cinem- I think so. That's, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that cinematic in Witcher Two. Um, like erecta to the point of her like lashing out at him once she becomes human um and striking him uh i think that uh my favorite episode honestly was the second yennefer focused episode where the two where um where she you know, where where she undergoes her transformation and breaks up with her shiddie That's boyfriend. the striga episode. That's Is the that same the striga episode. That's the episode too. I that's mean, yeah. so funny. yeah. Because, like, I, I, I just remembered the Yen parts is like, I, 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 yeah. I, I could have swore that the Yen parts were one episode and the Striga parts were another episode. And I like the Striga parts, too, but, gosh, that's really strong. And it, I think it yeah. also I mean, there's such,
4: to- there's yeah. the obvious reason why they did it, is it's talking about childbirth. Yeah. Like, you have the Striga, who is this horrible, disgusting, like, unwanted child, and that's not her own fault. And then, meanwhile, I mean, Yennefer... I mean, we can talk a lot about how, unfortunately, the Witcher does not do itself a service by still kind of making this juxtaposition of disabled people are monsters, but like, that's how Yennefer has felt her entire life. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Ever since she was
4: a kid. And then on top of that, she's getting, you know, she's saying, you know, do this, perform this like ritual on me. I want it, but in a lot of ways, and there are way smarter people who could talk about this than me. And a shout out to Shannon, by the way, for talking about this a lot. But like a lot of times you have disabled people who are told, well, you know, you can't have children anyways, because, you know, what if they end up like you, Mm -hmm. you should just not do that. Or like a lot of times you have people who are coerced into being sterilized
3: Mm.
4: and like people will say, you know, well, this was Yennefer's like choice. She made that choice to do that and I think it's stupid that she wants to go back on it and it's like Jennifer didn't really have a choice. No she did not. She had she had no fucking choice and, whatsoever. And so. that
1: makes her well and that and that makes her whole drive to be no, I'm taking my choice back. I'm going to do whatever it takes to find a way to get my choice and damn anyone who tries to stop me.
2: So what I uh, I would actually like to put a little bit of a different spin on it. So one of the things that I appreciated about how they did uh, about how they uh, did the did the Yedifer plot line is is that before she had her transformation, they still made her a character who had agency, who had her own free will, and what I thought probably most importantly, had a sexuality. And who somebody yes. was into, like, not as a pity fire. I mean, I'm sorry, like, when she's still like as a hunchback and the weird droopy face, that sex scene with her boyfriend is actually really hot. Um, like, uh, yeah, like you know, that, and it's like, and again, he's not into her out of pity. Like, he generally wants her to go away with him. And you know, I think it's maybe a little unfair to describe this shit. Like, it was shitty that he spied on her with for for awful strigabore dude. But at the same time, you know, he does give her the option of like. You know, come with me. You can be my my wife. We could do my whole weird archaeology thing, and or not weird, just a whole archaeology thing. And then she then makes the act... Of, it's not as if like her choice is I'm going to become an eel, uh, which creeped me out, by the way. The whole like turning <laughs> women into eels thing, or yep. or I'm going to, or I'm going to be cast out and and, and 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 starve. It's just like you know, she did. It wasn't like she had a. The, the choice between her was like, go through this transformation and get power and get this things that everyone's telling you that you should want, or you can have a normal mundane life with this guy who you liked, but then, but, but, but then betrayed you. Uh, I felt that that's also was, it was also important in that like, it did make it so that like, she had an active thing to choose to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you know her t- that making that choice it's silly that she wants to go back on it because she realized what she was what she thought she want which was to be desired by the world to be a powerful political force wasn't all that it was cracked up to be and that motherhood was actually something that she wanted but i did feel, still think it was cool that it was like oh how could you not want to just be transformed into beautiful powerful sorceress lady no there's no other option for you uh, person with a, with, a, with a droop in your face. Because clearly there yeah. was. And he was just like, no, um, even though there's a guy who wants to have sex with me and wants me to be his like wife, helping him out with like uncovering elf archaeology stuff, I think I can do better. Just, Jennifer is amazing, man. I was impressed as hell. Uh, Allie, I, I don't have... I'm curious to hear your thoughts about when she goes back to archaeology, dude later on, to try to reconnect with him. What would you think about that?
3: Uh,
4: I couldn't... There's, like, I think it's a mix of things. I think, one, it's her saying, well, like... Sorry, I'm trying to put this into words, because I'm trying to remember... Yeah, it's like, one, like, things aren't working out with Geralt, because the biggest thing with Yennefer is trust. Like, and she trusted Geralt, and... Even though, like to this day, we still don't know what he actually wished for. It's like the biggest thing that people still talk about, especially with the books. They're like, what the fuck did Geralt wish for? In her mind, the fact that he didn't trust her enough to tell her in the first place, even though he kind of tried, she wasn't really hearing it from him. She's like, you know, he didn't tell me this really important thing. Oh my God, what if he's just manipulating me like everybody else in my life? So that's over. And I think with Istrid, shes it's sort of like a nostalgia thing. You know, she's trying to go back to somebody else who's like the only other person she ever really trusted was Istrid. Yep. I think it's a lot of nostalgia going on there for that relationship that they used to have before he, too, betrayed her trust by spying on her for Stregobor.
0: Yeah, sure. And that, this might be short-sighted of me, but maybe it's also just like sort of like, you know, before and after fame sort of thing where... Um, you know, this person had my back. I obviously there there was some deception going on there, even back in the day. But there's a little bit of trust there because it was before
2: the quote unquote fame and power, right? Yeah. That this was someone who actually did did like her as someone say oh I did like her as someone separate from her whole mystique.
4: Yeah, this is somebody who knows the quote unquote real me,
2: right? Mm. And I for me. I probably have to do a rewatch to totally get it up, but I thought it was interesting that she goes back and tries to connect with that real me thing, but you know, there is. I thought it was kind of a fascinating thing on the. One thing is things have changed because people do change and grow and such. And there is, but there still is that connection. But that connection and that growth hasn't just meant that, like, she can then just go back to where to where to where they were left off and such, um, I thought that that I felt that there was like some new, like it didn't like hit it out of the park in terms of like just like really nailing those parts. Not because it was bad, but just it's because it's hard to do those kinds of generational type things. But I did think that it was really cool um, that they that they explored that that like yes, after a long time you don't lose oftentimes lose total connection with someone from before, but just because you grow and get better and this other person grows and becomes more of an adult doesn't mean that you grow in the same direction. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: maybe we should, maybe we can switch gears because we haven't, we've talked, we've sort of mentioned it a little bit, but what did you all think of the way that the story handled series character and progression? Mm.
3: So I
4: liked it. I thought it was really good.
1: So I know that I think in the books, the whole thing in the forest with the dryads has a bit more to it in the books. Like there's something going on there um, that they just kind of glossed over here, but I don't know because that's one of those gaps in my knowledge. Except that supposedly there's something funky going on. Um,
4: That might be something they go back to with season two because there is more to it if I remember yeah. correctly like Geralt shows up at Brokilon at one point while Ciri is there so they might try to put that in season two with the two of them
1: right rather than just jumping straight to Ciri spoiler uh her witcher training
4: yeah no I think season two is gonna be like covering like the early days of Geralt and Ciri being together because I'm need to see grumpy murder dad and his grumpy murder daughter hanging out together
0: <laughs> my um my impression of the the story and I'm not as familiar with series upbringing and and storyline I know from the Witcher 3 which is the only game that I've played any of really I mean I played a tiny bit at the beginning of two um, is that you know she's a witcher in training basically but I felt that in the show at least her they, they didn't focus on her as much, and I, I felt like in a lot of, a lot of places the story didn't really go anywhere. And I think it's because they they started talking about things and then stopped. Like you know the stuff that happened in the forest, I was like, oh okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the what's the point of this? And then it sounds like there's more to it in the books, but maybe not so much in the show. But that's how I felt about yeah. series story.
1: So, yeah, yeah so I mean it'll be. Oh, go on, Tris. So, 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 it'll be inter- interesting to see. Like, on the one hand, it'll be inter- interesting to see if they go back again and kind of go, like, spend a little bit more time in depth in some of the things they touched on, or if they're just going to go, no, no, we're done with all the confusing timeline shit because we finally, because <laughs> Siri and Carol have finally caught up to each other and we're just going to go from there.
0: Well, they they still really haven't told us, though, as the audience about the different timelines, right? I mean, they've insinuated it, and we know that there's time jumping. But they haven't really resolved that with the audience, right?
1: I mean, I, I, I feel like... My impression was they left it kind of up to the audience to figure it out. Right. Like, I mean, so going back to the Striga episode, for example, you have Geralt, like, you know, investigating... You know, investigating the Striga, and you know her mom and the king. And then in that same episode, at the ball, you have uh, people being introduced to to the Striga's mom and the and her and the brother king, yeah. as kids, right? In that the was same cool. episode. So it's kind of like I, I feel like it was very much we're just going to show you this, and it's up to you guys That's to right. keep track of everything.
4: Yeah. yeah when that happened I was like oh you fucking did that you fucking went there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I th-
0: see that that to me was like maybe this is just my own take on things um, but that to me was like the perfect amount of figure it out for yourself like it mm-hmm. wasn't super heavy handed like they didn't like really lean on it but you're as long as you're just watching and thinking you're like oh shit okay now I kind of now I have a little bit more in- information so I like that a lot. Again, that ep- that episode overall is my favorite one of the the season. But I know we already talked about that.
4: Yeah. Again, again, like I think the show does a really nice job of not holding your hand when it comes to explaining stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Which, again, I feel. that... Oh, go on. I was
0: gonna say it's 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 again it's like the eye of the beholder. For me, like it was a little too much in the first episode going on, I think, but again, that's the, that's my own personal take on it, and I haven't, I, like you said, Allie, I haven't gone back, admittedly, and watched it again. But. I
4: feel, no, it's like, I didn't dislike the first episode as much as most people, but it's definitely a lot better on a rewatch, but mm-hmm. it, at the same time, like, we were talking earlier about how could they have made it better, and now here I am sitting thinking, I don't know if they could have done that better, other than making, like, little edits here and there right. because I think establishing the fact that there's we're not getting time in one straight line is really important <laughs> and again like they need to juxtapose Geralt and Ciri's
2: So stories. I think yeah. that the way that you could improve the first episode is not uh, by taking the Yen stuff and uh, is not by like is re- is honestly really just like improving the execution of it not really the two stories as much as the, um, the like for instance like just give us an idea more about series country and the and the people who are invading them just like give us a sense of like what is this place what is the who 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 are they fighting like i i get the artistic choice of just like all the massive showing not telling and that works throughout the rest of the show but when you're doing an opening you need to you need to do a little bit more well, well, you need to do some. You need to do some telling. Uh, at yeah. least I feel like in in that respect. Uh, the other thing I is mean, is we, that uh, so garnish.
1: I mean, we don't necessarily need to know about you know how Calanthe is a like horrible genociding <laughs> uh, elf hater, but like a little more context would have been kind of helpful.
2: Exactly. Like the, the the stuff about I I think making the. Uh, finding out the darker side of grandma was was a cool reveal later on but you could just like get more about like you know just like see more of the city see more how people people interact with stuff see people you know like being a afro- more actively afraid uh get an idea of just like the context between Kalanthi and her pirate boyfriend about the about the invasion and such of, of the of the, of the navagrad people i really like pirate grandpa Firecracker is great. is great. fire is great. Firecracker is fantastic. Uh, and also, I think that I, I know that the whole butcher of Bladikin thing is a thing that has to happen, but there are there are also ways that you make the execution uh, the execution of that where I feel where you just you feel like Geralt's hand is a bit more forced and it just mm-hmm. feels less icky or it feels icky yeah. in a way that where it's like it just feels more, where. Where you, yeah, where it, it just, it still feels awful. Like, awful is good, Icky is bad. They think, yeah. and, and, and I see, it's like, awful like, wow, that's a horrifying situation. Icky is like, like, Ugh, did you really have to do that? I don't think you had to do that. Uh,
4: yeah, I think what they were trying to go for was introduce this idea that, you know, we have, we as in, like, you know, common folk have this perception of witchers and how they're supposed to act, But really, there's a lot more underneath Mm. the surface. Like, I forget what episode it is, but somebody, at one point, he's like, you know, we do still have emotions. We just don't show them because that's what people want. Mm. And it makes dealing with people's bullshit easier. Yeah, And I feel like that's what they were trying to go for in this episode. And that didn't quite make its mark.
0: Mm. Yeah, at a a really high level, I feel just like they kind of buried the lead on it, though. Like, it's almost like, to me, Jennifer's stuff is the most interesting stuff, and like, think about it like a another analogy, would be like a band putting all their best music at the very end of the album. Like,
3: mm. just the
0: fact that there's no Yennefer in the first episode is a little perplexing. Mm. Like, they really benefit from the fact that they release seasons at one bit, and you just binge it. Yeah. Versus back in the day, like if that was the first episode of a show that I wasn't going to see for another week, I might have just jumped right off it. <laughs> right. That's a
4: really that's a really good point. <laughs> I saw a lot of. Comments that were like, oh, I wish this show had been coming out like once a week instead of like no! binging because I feel like people aren't getting the point of it. But at the same time, I agree with you, Dan. I don't think people would have come back for
2: more no, they... if it had been week by week. Look, I, it, it's getting really fashionable at this point to be like, oh, you know, the whole bin the, the whole binge era is just like a mistake. And, you know, like, and like with the success of the Mandalorian, like things build up excitement by doing release to release episodes and being able to enjoy things spread out over time is valid and i think that that's valid and i think honestly um as star trek picard goes on which by the way if y'all aren't watching that that's amazing (laughs) It is so good. I heard
1: there's a really good grandpa sweater in it.
2: Yeah, no, like, I just it, wish
1: I could watch it without having to pay for CBS All Access.
2: It's fucking worth it. it. Captain Jean Luc Picard is worth twenty bucks, man. That's how long you're gonna have to do before canceling <laughs> it. <laughs> it's no, but it, but it's, it, but it's really is very. It is a lo- While it is a lovely experience, it doesn't invalidate that some shows are better uh, when you can like watch them in chunks and other shows i don't think actually would survive like this one i don't think the w- would the witcher would have been a success if it, if this had been the first episode on fox it would have gotten firefly it would have gotten firefly yeah. in a heartbeat and i say that to firefly because firefly um messed up the order of the episodes that were shown and that was apparently one of the reasons why it didn't catch on immediately um yeah. And, and yeah like ha- huh, I didn't know that yeah they started they with the, the second that's sad. Episode they first. started with the chain with the train job as opposed to the first episode yeah huh yeah
0: weird I, I but I also think that there's a place for both so I, I I just think it's less about I was against binging binge watching I guess like when it started just I don't know why mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it's you know Game of Thrones I think succeeded because of the weekly format like mm-hmm. became kind of an event. But also, like, you know, I think that this works really well for The Witcher. And, I don't know, I think it's nice to have the choice. Like, you know, think... my wife and I could say, okay, we now have some time this Saturday morning, so let's watch a few episodes of the series mm-hmm. as opposed to having to make that time on a Tuesday evening or something like that every week.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah. Think, I think series that rely more on drama or suspense right. ha- make better use of the weekly format because of the cliffhanger. You know, and the idea of oh, what's oh, how are they going to get out of this one? Oh, you'll just have to keep watching next week. Whereas a series like The Witcher, which doesn't have to rely on that, or even, or heck, even The Mandalorian to an extent, because there are a lot of episodes of The Mandalorian that are little self-contained nuggets, basically. Mm. Um, like so. Uh, so The Expanse season four came out in last year on Amazon, and they dumped all of it, and yeah. I really liked that, because that let me like, I already knew the story because I've been reading the books mm-hmm. um, so that let me sort of peruse it at my leisure Yep, The Expanse is a really good nice. show,
2: and I think that uh, Binge like, it's not watching multiple episodes in a sitting, which is what I do with uh, my friends who I watch The Expanse with, it, it, it works for that uh, again, yeah. it's just and like it's, it's a, a case by case. It, it's a, it's a case by case basis, and some things, shocker, um, work well with both. Like I'm like the Mandalorian got a huge amount of success, and I think really reignited this debate about like, was it really just like better to drop something all at once or, or later on um, by doing it? But I also think that the Mandalorian is something that you could just binge eight episodes of, and it really wouldn't like actually take away much from from the artistic merit of it.
1: No, I feel I feel *Mandalorian* was done weekly to keep people from just doing the one-week trial of Disney Plus just for *The Mandalorian*. Yeah. Because no, you'd know that if *The Mandalorian* had dropped all at once, people would have done like the two-week free trial or what have you of Disney Plus, and just watched all of *The Mandalorian* and be like, cool. Hundred percent. That was nice.
4: I don't know. I I, uh, I played around with Disney Plus a little bit during uh, Christmas time at my sister's place. And they have all the really bad Disney Channel movies that I like. Like <laughs> Stepsister from Planet Weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Disney, if anybody's going to succeed in this kind of space, it's going to be Disney. I mean, all the stuff that they have and all the different channels. Like, they have so much crap. Like, like t- yeah, I feel like I-, I kind of was on the same page as you. Tristan that they were just doing it to keep subscribers but honestly like if Disney can't keep people with their content then this model is dead
1: like they have so much well there's there's always gonna be that honestly to me kind of disturbing diehard Disney crowd like like I see all these people now who are still like totally Disney obsessed and it's a little weird to me I'm like yeah I grew I was a kid who grew up in the 90s. Yeah, I saw these movies as a kid, and that's where they remained for me. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw Aladdin in theaters when it
2: came out. To, 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 cool. quote, to, to, to quote a pretty famous human being, though, get ye who has not sinned cast the first stone on that one, my friend. <laughs> I've seen some I don't weird think, shit. I don't think any of us are really in a position to, like, judge people on their media preferences. And I no, no. totally put this. And I re- and and that's not a shade to any of the three of you. That's a shade on myself. Like, <laughs> like well, I, I I I I've been, I I would be binging Fire Force if the Hulu dub isn't cut isn't terrible. But I can't, so I'm I'm just gonna have to find some other shitty trash to watch. Um, Crunchyroll. I don't want to pay for fucking avoid the roll. dubs.
3: <laughs> subs subs
2: not dubs. <laughs> Anyhow,
1: no, it's just like I, I have I work with a lot of people who are huge Disney fans, and I gotta be honest to me, it's it's kind of a little weird. That's just my, my viewpoint on it. Like, yeah, I watched these movies as a kid, I don't understand your like almost cult like devotion to the House of Mouse because they're kind of an awful company. <laughs>
2: I, I, yeah I mean did, did, yeah that, that's that that's a whole separate a separate category that's a I mean, whole like, separate that's a whole, whole separate take the whole I mean let, let's be real that there' are very few you know, I mean in addition to no ethical consumption under capitalism even even like companies that like to stand as faves I mean at the moment the one I'm thinking of that like I think is somewhat good is the goose game people but you know that's the goose game people man they're they're precious and must be must be defended at all at all costs.
4: Goose game honk, goose game honk, honk,
2: honk, honk. Uh, so honk. with the, the Siri, I was gonna say let's <laughs> let's return back to yeah, the to continent, is, please. Yeah. thank you. So the Siri, um. uh, one thing I wanted to say about Siri though is is that I felt that that was why it was kind of a, a slow burn. It took me a mm-hmm. bit of time to really to like I never really did like I was confused as heck from the first episode, but. From all like it took me a little bit of time to get into it, but by the end, when she meets, as Allie said, Murder Dad, I was really sold... I was really very much sold on it. Um, and that whole thing where you see her just getting more scrappy and where she's like... Where, like, she steals the kind farmer's horse. Or, I mean, that scene where she fought... Where her friends find her from... Previously find her, and then... They tried to assault her is just devastating as well like yeah I, that was that was upsetting that was it yeah. was ext- ex- extremely upsetting um yeah siri
1: gets gets uh, several really harsh wake-up calls yeah
2: well i mean and in, in, in terms of like also that why that was also upsetting was is that that was kind of like the even darker version of the kind of like you know yen goes back to see was that in the same episode where yen goes back and sees her archaeologist boyfriend I'm not sure. It might have been. It though. might have been because they're around proximity, and but but again, even if it isn't, it's kind of that dark echo. With like, yeah, sometimes people people grow, and but they don't grow in the same direction. And sometimes people grow, and it's not just in the same direction, and they don't have the same connection. Sometimes they grow into terrible people. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because yeah, they were saying, oh, you know, we did, did we were your friends just because you know, like you, but we we had to be, but it's like. You don't know that it's like, you know, that's a lot of things could change there. What's real though, is that right now they're terrible human beings and, you know, it was upsetting, but I also appreciated that. Like I felt it at least for me and different people have different tastes of how much they can handle with it. It showed enough where it was upsetting and horrifying, but they didn't do it. They didn't go further into detail of what could have happened where it got lurid or I felt exploitative. Like I felt she did her screaming thing and killed them right at the proper right at the proper time for what that scene was trying yeah. to convey. Um, but it was upsetting as hell.
1: Yeah. Alright, so headcanon theory, personal head theory as to what happened to Siri's parents. Cause they were on a boat and the ship got wrecked and then they died. My total headcanon is they had they got into an argument and her mom accidentally screamed and they were on the boat.
4: This is where I this is the part where I laugh in outsider knowledge because I know what happens on the boat.
2: Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Tristan. No need so to my, apologize, Ellie. <laughs> you are wise.
4: Somebody does die. <laughs>
1: I'll just
4: put it that way.
1: My my uh, headcanon was they were like on a cruise or something. <laughs> and it was a minor argument about something.
2: See, my headcanon is that uh, T Pain with his magical yacht opens up a portal. Oh into my the god! Middle, <laughs> finds them and be like, "Yo, y'all both fly. Time to party with me!" And then they go aboard T Pain's yacht. They do shots, and then they have a good time. Everybody passes out, and then T Pain. Sets them on a journey through time and space. And it's beautiful. Andy Sandberg is also there. With his, like, <laughs> harpist wife. Because he's on a boat. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, Knowing,
0: knowing, Al, understanding Ali's laugh, that's probably more accurate than Tristan's interpretation.
2: Oh, most <laughs> certainly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Andy Sandberg, his harpist wife is Joanna Newsom like which is funny. Anyways, back to uh, Anyways. back to the show, back to the Witcher. Uh speaking of her parents, I also really like the episode where um oh, where where headshot where hedgehog dad is introduced. And Yeah, yeah Dune is
1: the fight scene is great. It's very fairy tale. Yeah. Like
4: extremely fairy tale. Extremely like fairy tale. Only you That's know another it thing. Just building off of that, Tristan, that I really loved about this series was it was not afraid of going back to its like fairy tale fantasy roots, where it feels mm-hmm. like earlier seasons of Game of Thrones are very scared of doing that. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's got dragons and shit, but oh, political intrigue and boobies.
3: Yep. Right. <laughs>
4: this show makes people feel smart so we can't have dragons and magic and shit cuz that's
1: for dumb babies well, right. unless we can introduce dragons and magic and shit and, and make people feel smart about
2: it yeah well i mean yeah, in, in fairness the 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 thing with game of thrones was is that like it was it was the thing that um, in many ways allowed genre, tele, genre television and also i think crucially the adaptation of books into television series as opposed to movies uh mm-hmm. to really take off like there was they were, they were working with some restriction. I mean, I think it was a combination of working with some restrictions, and also why that got made in the first place was because it was that kind of story that didn't have the as many of the fairy tale, tale-ish elements. Because, like, yeah. the first season, the first worst, when George R.R. was involved with the show, it was pretty darn faithful to the books in many ways. Oh, well, oh, faithful to books. About as faithful as something can oftentimes get when it's, when it's that big and sprawling. Uh, but I like the fairy tale element in, in The Witcher and I like that they are in a position where they didn't run away from it. Uh, and also it had the literal, it had many of Geralt's fucks were great. That fuck where af- fuck. after he like oh. says, I'll just pay me with the law of surprise. And then she pregnant vomits. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> immediately afterwards, you're like, oh, yep. And that time <laughs> you transit. Can just, yeah. You can just feel fate being like, and fuck you, Geralt. And Wait that- for it. Wait for it! Yeah, and that yeah. Ep- that episode where was also where it really gelled to me, and I think it became truly effective—the time jumping thing—because you got the idea beforehand, but that w- w- that was when it was made very clear. It's like, oh, this is where they are, this is where Siri is, and the transition from the castle at peace to the city burning—that with like that mm-hmm. that shot was was a thing of beauty.
1: Yeah. Also, also they're like. You know, Hedgehog Dad shows up, and they're like, you know, this, some knight of no background, blah, blah, you know, peasant knight, and it's like, dude's a badass.
4: Kicks fucking
3: ass. Kicks
1: fucking ass. Like, single-handedly takes on a whole bunch of royal guards.
3: Yep.
1: And is doing That's really our well.
4: <laughs> I'm just sitting here giggling because I know what happens on the boat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, I'm sorry. All right, after this podcast, I'm just gonna look it up. No, no, no! Don't, don't do it, Tristan. <laughs> don't it, do it. it.
0: No, it's no it's, don't do your, it. Take your headcan into the actual moment. In the it's show it's
2: worth. You read the books. It's <laughs> worth holding <laughs> it to that information. So trust so, so, me. so wait, Allie, all right. are you saying that the stuff on the boat is so good that we're not gonna spoil it on the spoiler cast? Yeah. Dang. It also hasn't really
0: happened. It also hasn't really happened yet in the the. Yeah, the- it
4: hasn't happened in the show. Like. Is it likely to happen in the show?
2: Oh my god, yeah. Okay. We are so going to learn about that. Uh, Alright. In um. terms of the games, I am curious about, like, how is Siri? So, what is the Geralt-Yennefer thing like in the games? In terms of, like, how that dynamic works? How does the dynamic work with Triss? And how is... what What's Siri like as, like, a character? I know that's a lot of different things, but, like, my general stuff with that is, like, mostly I've just seen little random... Clips of them, and including the one where like when Geralt tries to have a relationship with both Triss and Yen, they just lock him up and it's sad.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, so the game the game very specifically is like, no no no, you can't juggle both. Yeah. You cannot juggle both of them. You
2: gotta pick. Um but you can have your boyfriend, right? Uh, yeah, does... I,
3: need...
0: I would I would ask Allie because I think she's the closest to it with The Witcher 1 experience. Mm-hmm. Witcher 3, like, takes place later. It's kind of it's kind of past a lot of that. Yeah. And Ciri's a bit older in The Witcher 3, so this is a different spot in the story for her, too.
1: She all grown up. She grown
4: up into such a girl. badass.
2: She big and strong. Yep. She beca- she survives and becomes big and strong. What, what
4: exactly is your specific question again, Dan?
0: Oh, um, yeah. Barra uh, was just wondering what the relationships between, like...
3: Yennefer. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So it's kind of this awkward thing. Like, like I mentioned, the first game has the sex collectible cards and that's dumb. And they play off more on the whole, like, you know, it's Triss versus Yennefer. But I, I think feel like overall, it still ends up being like Geralt and Yennefer because in the books, it's very much like Geralt, Geralt isn't like deeply madly in love with Yennefer and vice versa. Yeah. Like it's not
1: subtle at all. Yeah, the games definitely, I think, do more of a player choice thing about it. Yeah. Um, which we will most likely not see at all in the in the series. Um, Got it. Yeah, Siri grows up to be a badass witcher in her own right.
4: Beautiful murder, baby.
1: Yep. Um, all
0: right. Anybody have
4: anything else to add? Mm. Go watch The Witcher on Netflix. I yeah. think
2: after this, I might go start watching the season for a third time. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Do, do, do people? I mean, do, do people have more stuff to say about the games and stuff as well? Since like, I think this was. I mean, we definitely focused more on the show because we all saw the show. But is there yeah. any additional game stuff that is like different in terms of when you play like the games or see the show, or is it just such an apples and oranges experience?
1: Okay. Um Go uh, ahead, Tristan. So so it is de- the games are they're designed to be very open world and kind of open ended. Um so there's a bit more sort of loosey goosiness there. Um I actually before we wrap up, I actually just want to talk some production stuff about the Witcher Netflix series. If that's cool. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Um Fighting choreography, I thought, was awesome. Actually, if I
4: remember correctly, I'll have to double-check my notes on this. Um, There's an animator that worked on The Witcher games who helped with the fight uh,
1: choreography. Is that what you were getting at? I'm sorry. It it feels very one-to-one. The first time we see... like. I got so happy in that first episode when we first see Geralt use Ard. Yeah. It's like, yes! He's got the signs! We're not making a big deal of it, but he's got them! I can't wait to see him roast somebody with Igni. (laughs) Um, That's going to be be weird. Um, Cavill did all of his own stunts. Cool. Which, super appreciate. Uh, had, you can see, uh, so in the Striga episode, there's a part where he, uh, where Geralt yards the ground twice to break through the floor, and they fall. That was all done with practical effects, and we see it from above, and the camera moves with them. And the way they did that was they actually had the cameraman on a line. <laughs> And so the cameraman just fell. They all just actually fell through. They dropped the floor out from underneath uh, Henry Cavill and the Striga and the cameraman. That's That's fucking amazing. (laughs) And I'm just like. I mean, this show is one of those things
4: where it feels like everything is such a labor of love and it all pays off so well. Uh, And I cannot emphasize how much I appreciate the use of practical effects in the show,
1: Uh, which makes the dragon all the more awful.
4: Yeah, the dragon was kind of.
1: that was like,
2: which sucks because I really like that episode.
1: Yeah,
4: I'm yeah, like,
2: the dragon oh. would have been a lot better if it wasn't if this effects hadn't been shitty.
1: His human form was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was cool, but then like the bad CG is just like, oh, oh
3: yeah. my.
1: Oh,
4: I did weird. like the nod to the fact that he's a dragon, like. And, of course, it's one of these things that if I had been paying more attention, I would have been like, yeah, duh, Allie.
3: Yeah. But
4: if you look at what he's wearing, like, his vest is made out yeah. of what looks like scales.
1: Yeah. Nice little, little detail. Um,
0: that, that, was, that was my thing. I, I, I caught that early, actually. And I was like, yo, this guy's a gold dragon.
1: <laughs>
2: yep. I also, uh, I believe I also figured that he was he might be a dragon as well early on. Um, I
4: just thought he was a cool dude with two yeah. hot, two hot girlfriends.
0: Right, but then, mm. but, but, Allie, as I, as I said that, I was like, is that right? Like, he's a gold dragon. <laughs> I want to say he loves funny.
4: gold. Uh, yeah, he loves
1: exactly. Gold. Um, Roach was great. I'm so glad that they actually gave Roach some like screen time and actually had girl talking to Roach. Don't touch Roach. Um, though I will say in order to be fully accurate, they're going to have to have at least one scene where a girl looks for Roach and turns around and roaches on top of a roof.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, there is also something I really hope they adapt. Uh, so in the Witcher three, there's a side quest where you have to track down a horse. Uh, I think it's a horse killer, like a horse murderer. Someone, you know, someone who's been going around murdering horses. And, you ha- and Geralt has to take some funky mushrooms. Yeah, funky mushroom! And under the effect of these funky mushrooms, he can talk to Roach. Roach speaks to him. And actually sounds like a weird surfer dude. <laughs> and you have to wonder how much of this is, like, the mushrooms, and how much of this is... Maybe that's just Roach's personality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's a great segue, Tristan. I, I think you want to talk through some of the production stuff. Um, I, and Barry, you asked about the games. I, I'll say, the Witcher uh, TV series had a funny knock-on effect that when it aired for the first like what mm-hmm. week or two, and it's probably still going on. Like, like the Steam numbers for The, the Witcher, Witcher 3, Three were like greater than ever before, even when it first released. Yeah. and I'm definitely part of that cavalcade it sounds like Tristan you were part of that as well oh yeah Um, who went back and dusted off their Witcher games that they barely played when they first came out um, or replayed them
1: well because my problem was so so I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the cast before but uh, so Witcher 3 came out at basically the same time as Fallout 4 Mm. and I was like okay I only have enough life right now to play one of these massive sprawling open world games. Right. And I went with Fallout 4 because I have a personal history with the Fallout series and I don't ha- didn't have that personal history with The Witcher. Should I have made the other choice? Probably. Yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> I um, was going to say yeah. Well, I'm saying that but I am also now looking over <laughs> yeah. at my uh, pit boy yep. on my wall and be like, I have a pit boy now. That, that's that's kind of strong. Um, the yeah, Pip-Boy but,
4: is strong, but at least you got it before they started giving stuff to people that
1: grew mold inside yeah, of Yeah, before the dark times. <laughs> the dark ages. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I made the same decision that you did, Tristan, when it came out. And I also wish I hadn't because I I was gonna say to to Bear's question is I would maybe we we can do another episode at some point in the future on The Witcher Three, but like the game is just awesome, and I'm not even close to being done with it. Oh god, it's so huge. Quite a bit of it now, but like it's it's one of those games that's like really thoughtful. The the quest lines, like this, even the side quest content is really good. Like honestly, some of the side quest stuff I've played through is better than most. Like main quest game story yeah and it's like every quest is like this and like the combat system is great i really really like the way that they use um oils and potions to make it so that it's really like a hunt mm-hmm. like when you like you were you so you i think you alluded to earlier about the striga
1: yeah the striga episode and
0: how right like Even in the games, when you go to fight something, like, it's not just, like, you walk into a room and you fight the thing, you'll get killed. Oh, yeah. Like, you actually have to, like, do research and find out, like, what it is that is going to be effective against this creature before you go and attack it. Yeah. Um, And then you have to prepare and get ready to do it. And it's just a really, really cool title. And it's absolutely gigantic. Yeah. Like, just... So big.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the Striga episode is really a big nod to sort of the gameplay loop of, like, the quests there. Like, in the Striga episode, like, Geralt figures out the thing's backstory. Figures out specifically what it is. Figures out how he can best it. And then, even before then, we see him, he's drinking potions before the fight. We don't see him apply an oil, but that's okay. Um, and he even has that chain at the beginning. It's like, okay, I think I found a way where I can maybe chain this thing up and maybe get some time, like, you know, gain some time that way. And then that immediately fails, and he's just... Fuck. Oh.
4: Yep. Oh, so good. Let's With- just all go and watch The Witcher right now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, I'm...
4: With
1: every I'm guttural... Run. F- <laughs> With every guttural fuck, <laughs> Henry Cavill becomes more and more our Geralt. <laughs>
0: well, I'm gonna, I'll be watching the superb owl, uh, this evening. What I, but
4: what I want to know is, Dan, when does the toss a coin to your Witcher co- cover come out from your band?
0: Oh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh,
3: That's a yeah. really
2: good point. Yeah. Speaking please, of please make that happen, Dan. Your band is great. <laughs> that right. would make it even better.
0: I'll I'll ask the uh I'll I'll ask
2: the boys. And, ask the boys. The Tell boys the boys, the boys I hesitant, say hi, by the way. Uh just we'll do. Just say that you will sing the entirety of it. <laughs> uh okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Speaking
1: of tossing a coin Segue, segue, segue. we're at the point where we want to bring up the thing we were discussing on the chat.
0: Yeah, so I I, I was gonna bring something up tonight, uh at the end of the episode. Okay. Um but basically like which I guess is now. Does anybody else have anything to
2: add? No, I think that um, I should play The Witcher Three, and I think that uh, I'm going to enjoy rewatching The Witcher series. Um, I think that that Yay! is. I think I may have figured out a a good uh, a good show to work out to. <laughs> Great. Um. So uh, just a quick
0: couple updates. So uh, on our website, spoilermedia.net, we now have a contact form. So if you want to. Go there. Um, it should be pretty easy to find, where you can go to spoilermedia.net slash contact. Uh, you can ask us like a question. Um, if we get some mail, we'll probably even maybe even do it on the show. Yay. And um, it's an opportunity to get your requests in. And it may be a short lived time to get requests in because we might be moving to like a service like, um, like a Patreon. And with that, I'll pass it off to Tristan.
1: Yes. Yeah. So for those of you who are not in the know this podcast is entirely self-funded we have no sponsors we have no corporate overlords breathing down our neck uh all of our equipment and is is self-bought and we pay for all of our hosting and subscript and like hosting and um uh bandwidth costs ourselves we've just started using a new system which has made A lot of this a lot easier like it's this system is great it's made it much easier for all of us to get together even when we're all in different places Um, it's made the editing a lot easier on Dan's side I think Dan has this been easier what this software yeah for editing
0: um maybe Okay. It's probably about even. It ma- it
1: sure makes recording a lot easier, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> so we aren't, we aren't just dropping huge audio files on each other all the time. Right. Um,
4: My computer is so happy
1: about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> it burns us. The, the 138 gigabyte audio file, it
0: burns us. Um, yeah. So I, I, I guess to answer your question, yes, it does make
1: things easier. Yeah. Um, But it does have some new costs associated with it. Um, So what we are contemplating and maybe rolling out in the near future is something like a Patreon for you guys to support us. Any donations or subscriptions to do that would go strictly to our sort of hosting and bandwidth costs. Unless we get super huge, in which case it can go to things like you know, funds for all of us to get a game to play it at the same time.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: um, we're talking about different tier levels and sort of the rewards therein. So stay tuned. Keep checking the website. Uh, we will probably have more definitive information in our next cast.
0: Yep, that makes sense. Um, so look out for more information there. Um, and it's exciting. So thanks, Trist, for uh, for speaking to it a little bit more, uh, better than I could.
1: Because um, we want to remain independent. Yeah. Yep. We, we you want to be we want you to feel confident
2: that all of our
1: bullshit is our own. <laughs> this is our own bullshit. I mean, yeah. I mean,
2: to be fair, to be fair, I think it's, you know, like, I think our two listeners from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, right. are going to be... Yeah. I think I, mean, <laughs> I think they appreciate our independence, but I think they also know that like, uh, Dan Zarzycki would never sell, uh, sell us out ever, um, and neither would it. But one thing that this is going to give folks an opportunity to do is, I think, to have a bit more input into the cast. We're mm-hmm. figuring out what that's going to yeah. look like. But I think that's going to be very exciting. It's going to allow us to really engage with our community more. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. even just a little bit of Patreon support is going to make it so we don't lose money doing this cast, and right, to be right. quite frank, the more support and more interest we have, the more time we can put things into into it, and uh, the more regular and more more extensive this is going uh, this is going to be. I mean, like, all four of us have like got, have have full time rewarded careers, but at the same time, you know, this is something where you know like, if the people want more spoiler casts, we love doing this. And this is, can allow us to get more spoiler cast. So if you've ever been like, I like this, mm-hmm. I just wish I could listen to it more, well, this is the way where you're going to get more stuff. If you donate, yep. you're right. come.
1: Yep. Which is a fantastic segue, because I'd like to talk about how this episode is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never! <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah, that, that's what you will never get on this podcast, guys.
0: The the spoiler cast number seventy three, Raid Shadow
1: Legends. <laughs>
2: no, no, <laughs> this
1: amazing free to play game.
2: I just can't stop. I I mean, I, I'm taking things that I'd be willing to like chill on the cast. Like one of the few things would be like Gog or something like that, like something where it's just like, yeah, if you use it, you're going to actually not be miserable. I mean, listen,
1: April Fool's Day is right around the corner. Oh shit, so. <laughs> April Fool's Day is right around the corner. So why not get a fun book of jokes from
2: Audible.com? Audible, I mean, no, let's be well, real. Like I don't think anyone would turn away that sweet, sweet Audible money, which I think literally sponsors every single <laughs> successful podcast.
1: There's too many books. Yeah. Either way, uh, I'm gonna be heading off to make dinner. All my ingredients have been supplied by Blue Apron. Who?
3: <laughs> oh my god! Stop!
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, the. I I'll, I will say that I'm a cheap date when it comes to food stuff. So Blue Apron could probably buy me off as long as they gave everybody else, uh, buy me off with at least with a free <laughs> box. So like giving a free box to uh, each of us. Yeah, shill time. <laughs> Spoilers.
4: This just in: Barra is a corporate shill. <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs>
4: Hot off the presses. Read all about it.
1: And Ali, you can enjoy you're the, the best. Thanks. And you can enjoy the first Witcher book for free through BookWalker.com using promo code. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah! All right. Stop
4: it! People are gonna actually think they can get free shit through us, yeah. and we're gonna get yelled at. Yeah, seriously.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. no but for, I, I... For, for for the record, all of these things that we are making jokes about, we are still an independent podcast, and we have yes. every entertain. A, a, a... This
4: is your pappy's homegrown podcast. Yes. Yeah,
2: no. We just want your money so we can give you more stuff. That that that's the, that's the right. fundamental thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cash equals sure. more episodes, and yeah. you yeah. will make me happy. And you will make Allie smile.
1: And if you guys go super nuts and, like, super support us, oh my god, could you imagine if we could just do this as a job? I mean... Like, if we actually got enough support to make this, like, a full-time thing?
4: I mean... Maybe by the time I'm, like, 69, nice. (laughs) Listen, if You know, after
3: after civilization
1: has collapsed...
4: This is episode 1000 where we talk Uh, about... uh,
2: uh, Look, if, up, the t- I- if the people t- <laughs> of Ypsilanti, Michigan want to make us the official podcast of Ypsilanti and they want to put a line item in their budget to fund the podcast, I would consider that. Uh, but I uh, honestly, a I, would just be, I would just be happy <laughs> with uh, with being able to just like, you know, like make sure that none of us ever have to spend a dime on keeping our right. equipment yeah, updated you- again. That would be awesome. Even Listen,
1: even, even little Billy, I can tell right? you. That back in the day, the PlayStation 6 was the best... The PlayStation 6 had the best games library. I thought it was the PlayStation 2 way back when. But no, the 6 came out not like you kids today with your bullshit. PlayStation 35. Billy! Billy! I dropped the catheter, Billy. Oh no, God, dang it! I thought you were having a. And big here heart I was
4: going to do a bit about how I thought the third, the third reboot of Sex and the City was okay at best. Ah,
2: so, <laughs> but not nearly as good as the fourth. But to, to begin to bow this, Dan, you were going to you were saying something about the the, the value of a few dollars. <laughs>
4: <laughs> at this tier, you can hear me interested to an entire episode. Oops. oops.
3: Oops
1: oh
4: oh (laughs)
3: dude i
1: need hold on i gotta get my bills i'll be right back Uh,
3: i fell i've fallen i've fallen even 20 where's my
4: roomba roomba help me thank you roomba every roomba now comes with life alert (laughs) yep
0: (laughs) all right but now i look forward to the (laughs) look forward to that uh coming soon so you know like like i was saying like even a few dollars like will help us to cover just even our cost of doing this um is is help enough Um, yeah and just to show the interest like we were saying you know it's it's fun to do the to to experience these things and talk about them together and i really enjoy just interacting with you all and catching up and that's reward enough but like to know that there are people that are paying attention to it and supporting us i think inspires um you know inspires you to to keep it keep it going yeah
2: because like when we when we do this cast i it's again i think it's it's reward enough to just be able to talk about these things with our with our friends but the flip side is that you know if if there indeed is a more of a demand than we think there are like oh oh, there is for this cast like five people in ypsilanti as opposed to two then that's going to motivate us to do more and to challenge ourselves and to push ourselves as a As as creators, because, you know, I mean, like, we do, even though this is Mm -hmm. something that we may always do for ourselves, I know that we all take a lot of professional pride in this as well, too. And, you know, uh, knowing that we have, uh, knowing that our audience wants more from us is going to motivate us to get more from us. So, yeah, it is it is in your capable hands.
1: as, As someone who struggled to try and keep our YouTube channel going, to no avail, it'll be very nice to know that we're not just screeching incoherently into the void.
0: <laughs> and you know what, though? That's okay, too. But yeah. uh, we will... Because uh,
1: we'll even even if there's, honestly, even if there's, like, 12 people who listen to this and love this, for me, that's worth it. If I made, oh, yeah, made a dozen people's day a little better by talking about The Witcher and stuff like that, that's perfect. I love it.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Does anybody have anything that they want to self promote at all before we hop off?
2: Um, y'all should uh, read the Daily Hampshire Gazette newspaper in uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, and support local journalism by considering to subscribe to it because that kil- helps keep me in my day job, uh, and it's a good thing. I may have you been-
4: can find me on Twitter at Hey Linda Linda. That's L Linda spelled L Y N N D A twice. I'm trying to stream a little more often. I had a really actually wonderful stream yesterday where I streamed for like seven and a half hours. I kind of lost track of time. <laughs> but to everybody who showed up, it was really amazing. Thank you. I'm no by, by no means any sort of pro or professional at this. I'm just, you know, a spinster in training hanging out on the internet. So thank you.
2: Uh, I may also, at some point finally. Oh, I yeah. was just going to say also Death Blossoms. And
4: also Death Blossoms.
1: Always Death Blossoms.
2: Yes, which is... I may also... uh, At Death Blossoms
4: GG
1: on Twitter. I may also start doing stuff on Twitch if I can... Oh my god. I keep finding more layers to it. And the big problem is that right now it's still really cold where my setup is. Mm. And I don't want to spend tons of time in the cold.
3: Yeah.
1: Ugh. Wow, there's a, man, there's a lot to Twitch.
0: You know what? I never self-promote in here, so screw it. I'm going to do it this do time. It. Uh, my band Dive Coach My band Dive Coach has an uh, EP coming out soon, and we'll have a few shows in the local southern New England area.
2: Yeah, and by the way, so. everyone should go see that. Uh, Dan's an awesome artist. Whenever I get the chance to see his bands play, yeah, I'm never disappointed. It's always a good time, good scene. So, yeah, if you are in Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, or you want to even just take a trip from new york city go and see dan play and uh if you come up to him afterwards say you're a fan of the cast he will his his day will be thrilled he will be so happy yes I will. also
4: dan threw up a really good uh review of control recently on our website <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> after i don't know what happened I'm I'm like a very passionate person, but for once, me bullying somebody into buying something <laughs> actually resulted in that person being happy. So hooray! Yeah, I mean,
1: we will probably do a cast on control at some point soon. Yeah, that'll yeah. Actually,
4: nice. uh, yeah. Please, everybody, throw money at Barra so he can buy the game, so he can play it, so we can talk about it because it's the best game ever. Oh, go buy! I can stress this buy, enough.
2: You know what, Allie, you've done it. I my next game Yay! after I finish Dishonored is going to, is I'm going to be, um, the, uh, I will go and play Control so we can all enjoy it. Yeah. Yay! Yay! You have no
4: idea how happy that makes me. I'm I think so I happy. Do, which is why
2: I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, Control's been giving me very strong, uh, Resident e- uh, n- not Resident Evil. The Evil Within Two vibes. Like, same, like, it's been giving me the same sort of, like, mood feeling um but with like a whole dash of the scp foundation just jammed in there which i love
2: yeah it's so good no it's i so I, good. I feel like i need to play this so i will play it about how many hours is this thing is it like a 20 hour game or no oh like 10 10 15 maybe see- yeah oh, that's- unless if
4: you get really sucked into it like i do and try to find every single little scrap of paper that's where video. i am Tape. Oh,
2: so it's a reasonable That's where I am right for the now. game too. Good. I'm in. I
4: platinumed it finally the other day and it was so satisfying. I am trying It's been a while since I platinumed try. the game. Oh. Uh, there's also an expansion pass for it that has two DLC and if you buy it now it has like a little like side quest that stars uh Hideo Kojima in it. <laughs> what? Really? Yes. <laughs>
2: Oh, okay, I'm going to have to check that out. As I'm oh, down here. by the way, Allie? Yeah, I
4: think the season pass is like 25 bucks.
2: In terms of games that we've casted out before, so in Dishonor 2 right now, I am um, at the Dust District portion of it, and I am actually... What I'm going to do the next time I sit down... I tried to do it on at first, and now I'm just going to put to it. I'm going to try to beat the Jindosh lock by using... By solving the riddle myself. No spoilers, no nice. nothing. I'm just going to use pen and paper and figure out what the thing is. Poor bastard. <laughs> there nice. I will give
4: you a I give you a little taste of this guys. The quest um, is called Dr. Yoshimi Tokui's Guided Imagery Experience <laughs> and it has something to do with sensory deprivation tanks.
2: Oh no. No <laughs> and yes. <laughs> it's really
4: good. It's short and like not really com- like not combat oriented at all it's just like sort of a little like side story but it's fucking hysterical yeah.
1: so so in Control I just did the uh, side quest in the clocks and, oh yeah and yeah I, yeah and I first get in there I'm like okay so I have to go through the hot- the motel okay huh I don't really know why they call this area the clocks I don't really see any like they made a big deal out of oh there they are <laughs> 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 yep There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them.
4: Did you find the post-it note room? I love the post-it note room.
1: Yes. Well, I love that you go in there and you learn about it and then you leave and then you turn around and you can see that there are post-it notes spreading from beyond the door. (laughs) It's breached (laughs) containment! (laughs) Get
0: Nighttail Fox in here! Hurry! All right, we we have to save all that for yes. our control discussion yes. in the future.
1: Yeah, I'll but, stop gushing now. I'm uh, sorry. Yes. So thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: Nice. Yes. Thank you. We will. Who wants? Who who wants to say it? Who wants to say it to end the Witcher episode? Fuck.
3: Fuck. <laughs>
2: is that
0: that's not what i meant but that's definitely how we're gonna end
4: (laughs) (laughs) were you trying to get someone to say toss a coin to your your (laughs) i I kind of like that i like fuck instead